At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VSIN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. We get tweets at media the book. Phil Weiss, Paul Carr must be on Germany. <laughs> and the FIBA. <laughs> oh, he's, man. Great call. That's a great call. He's always on. Auto Germany. winner for Paul today, yeah. Uh, Bainbridge DeWeese. I'm a little worried about Kelly. Can you get a sunburn from a spray tan? <laughs> we'll find <laughs> out if point. Matt ever kicks his field goal. Nash, last name Nash. Next weekend, kicking field goals, spray tans, and maybe a trip to a secret sushi place to wrap it up. Should we put Ooh. it on our calendars now? Sounds good. Larry L. Oh, this is very nice, Larry L. Watching the uh, Thursday night football game last night was reminiscent what it was like watching a live game while primetime action was on. Missed that, but loving the crew back this morning. Yeah, it's great to have Matt on. We'll, we'll have him on every single Friday on the show talking football. Uh, easy, uh, easy Pickens 52. Do you think you'll ever have Jason Robbins on a numbers game? You know what? We would love to have Jason Robbins sitting right here next to me at the table here at the D at Welcome Bar Canada. Come on down to Bar Canada, uh, Nevada Razor. Hey, Gil, hope you uh, enjoyed your summer. To follow up, Dr. Bob, maybe Mac Jones just isn't very good and the OC competency does, competency does not matter at all. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. So is Kelly. Uh, let's talk to Chris Felica, everybody, on college football. He is the bear. He is the host of uh, the Bear Pod, which uh, is both pro football, and then there's a college football version as well. How you doing, Chris? What's happening? Chris Felica, everybody. I'm, I'm doing, you know, that's not a bad suggestion, by the way. You guys should just go to the beach, put up some goalposts. I mean, you certainly can't be fewer insects around there and certainly probably quieter out there at the beach, too, just sitting here enjoying the music. Yeah, I mean, sounds good to me. Let's make it happen. Matt just, he just Jedi mind trick Kelly, though. He's like, you, you, know, for, yeah, you, you do, do the spray tan. It's all on you now. Kick. Yeah, like we haven't been waiting for it for two years. Oh, man. How's the Bear Bets podcast going, man, on Fox? How's it going? Good. No, we, we, yesterday we recorded the uh, the second college one with uh, with Jeff, Will, and, uh, and Sammy P, and we did the uh, the first pro one, which will be out uh, today as well. But no, we, we uh, <clears throat> I appreciate people who would uh, checked in on Twitter. But boy, speaking of Twitter, Doctor Bob, wow, a little salty this morning, isn't he? <laughs> but but, it's, yeah, but, oh, but you, I, I appreciate the people who did re- you noticed who did reach out last week. They were talking about. Like we'd love more games, we'd love more talk, feel yeah. less scripted. So hopefully we uh, 
we achieved that goal this week and getting in a lot more games and kind of having that round table segment to be a little a little looser and more uh, more animated. So, well, let's make that I our think we did. So hopefully people will agree. Yeah, let's make that our north star as well here as well. It, listen, hey, Chris, just one thing. Doctor Bob doesn't care about that stuff. He just wants you to know that. Um, what is your favorite? No, no, no yeah. not at all. Not clearly, at all. clearly, it doesn't. <laughs> he bother. doesn't care. What is your uh, What is your favorite college football play this weekend? Give me your a number one, sir. I I I I played Temple plus nine and a half against Rutgers, and the number has come down now. So I, 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 at, the, at eight and a half or nine, what it is, it probably wouldn't be my favorite, being that I, I got it a point or a half point better. But look, last year this was a 16-14 game. Uh, Rutgers clearly still has the offensive problems. Less than four yards of play against a really bad Northwestern team. And at the same time, yes, Temple did kind of struggle against Akron. And then finally in the second half they worked themselves into the game and allowed 40 yards. So defensively, I think Temple is, a, is decent. Certainly should be able to handle Rutgers. Uh, like I said, 16-14 last year. I don't know what has happened to change the, the the viewpoint of both these teams. Right now, Rutgers should be close to a double-digit favorite. The, the other game that I like, <clears throat> two other games that I liked. Um, I'm kind of circumventing your, your your question there. That's okay. But uh, New Mexico State getting New Mexico State getting 11 at Liberty. I, I think it's another game that I liked. That, that Liberty 10-point win against Bowling Green last week. I think it was a lot more bad Bowling Green than it was good Liberty. If you look at the box score, Bowling Green had five turnovers, a lot of them in like key areas of the field, two of 12 on third down, nine penalties. That's not to say New Mexico State isn't going to go there and help Liberty out with a bunch of turnovers themselves. Because that's what they did against UMass when they outgained UMass by like 100 yards and lost the turnover battle. So, but, but I think getting 11 on the road, I like to be in the quarterback. I think they can clean things up. Go ahead, Chris. Go just, in, go just in there background noise. Just go ahead. You're okay. Yeah, I was going to say between my my, uh, my nasal drip and the background noise, people are really loving this segment. You have another one, or is that the other one you wanted to give? The New Mexico State. No, I, I, I do. I want. I, I wanted to go on mute and give like one good solid. Please. Uh, clear, clear of the throat before I was able to get into it. But look, we we've all seen like like Ben Fox tweeted out all that DraftKings info about the the betting slips and the it slipped in the lot in the lopsided ticket counts and stuff. So, like, the biggest one of the week is Texas Tech-Oregon. Like, Oregon is, like, the squarest play of it all this week. And I label, like, the holy trinity of weirdness in college football as, like, Laramie, Lubbock, and Rustin. Well, last <laughs> week, Texas Tech experienced that firsthand in, in, in Laramie, where weather delay, huge lead, overtime, outgained Wyoming by over 100 yards, won the turnover battle, and somehow they lost. Now, it doesn't mean that Texas Tech still isn't the, the potential Big 12 sleeper that a lot of us thought they might be this year. If you go back, uh, Texas Tech has really done well in the role of, like, home underdog against good teams. But look, look at last year under Joe McGuire, uh, a couple of outright upsets over Texas and Oklahoma. So, like, you get Tyler Shuck, the quarterback for Texas Tech, who was a former Oregon Duck. So he obviously will be a little bit more uh, animated and, and motivated to be able to play in, in this game uh, against his former team. Look, look, why I like Oregon, I think, but and Jeff and I got into this on the pod yesterday. Like, really, there isn't anything football-wise that you would say Texas Tech should beat Oregon or compete with Oregon. But at, at the same time, it's a night game on the road in a weird spot against a team with their backs against the wall after kind of having a weird box score loss. I think. 
I think Texas Tech plus six and a half is the only way you can play this game. Yeah, and I said it, I, uh, I quoted you. I gave you credit for this comment last uh, earlier in the week, which is you didn't understand why Texas Tech would have even taken that game at Laramie. Yeah, and I'm glad they did. Look, as a college football fan, I love when these Power Five teams go on the road to play a group of five teams. But like, there's there's no benefit to doing it for the for the big team. Like, if you win, you're supposed to win. If you lose, now here you are, 0-1, heading into a home opener against the top 10 team. You know, there might be some people out there who are sick of uh, sick of talking about Colorado. I'm not one of them. And I just asked uh, Bob what he thought about that the line currently. Uh, Buffalo's by two and a half. He has. Uh, he has Colorado at uh, – he, he said Colorado – he has Colorado at two and a half, but it's, it's Colorado by one, but he wouldn't be surprised if they won by a ton. He rhymed it. Where do you stand on the Buffaloes after you saw their performance against TCU last week? Slow, slow everybody's roll, or are you all about it? They're, they're going to score on anyone as long as they're healthy. The, the, the biggest concern I have with Colorado long-term is what happens when inevitably an offensive lineman gets nicked up or someone on the defensive line – get sick up areas where they are not deep at all like that's the one thing that i'm curious and i'll wait until later in the year when maybe some of these numbers don't fully adjust for some of the injuries that they may have had to uh to get involved in colorado but but i, I think tomorrow it might be like kind of kind of a maybe a team total under game or, or an under game as a whole but I, but there's going to be no secrets here uh Nebraska's going to run Jeff Sims probably 20 times or so just to try and keep Colorado's offense off the field. So I think that would kind of lean towards it being probably a lower-scoring game, clearly, than what we saw last week in Fort Worth. But yep. but I, I just wonder if Nebraska ultimately will be able to uh, put up a bunch. But that's the thing about last week that you know, I need to try, or not me only, but other people need to kind of compartmentalize. Like, TCU should have scored 56 in that game. Yeah. They had the interception in the end zone and then the unbelievable play by Hunter near the goal line. Like, like the Colorado defense has major issues, and so maybe Jeff Sims will just run rush out over them and they, and they will go over. But I can't lay two and a half with Colorado after knowing what the number was earlier. And, again, that number is basically inviting you. Oh, Colorado, all they need to do is beat this terrible Nebraska team that scored 10 points on the road at Minnesota last week. They just need to beat them by a field goal after they scored uh, – 45 points last week. Easy, easy deal. Home opener. Everyone's going to be fired up. Like, I can't go there with Colorado. I, it, it, it would be Nebraska or pass for me. But the, the thing I do like the most is the under here. Okay. Uh, likes the under the most. That number right now at 59. And real quick then, last 30 seconds here, Chris, uh, talking to the Bear, Chris Felica. What was your, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this, what did you, in the wash, what did you come up with with FSU and LSU? Was it FSU's dominant performance in the second half, or is it the what could have been in the first half for LSU? I, it came out more towards the FSU dominance, because I, I think what we saw in, in the second half was Florida State cleaning up some of those idiotic penalties that they had in the first half, and I think we really saw that defensive line. I, remember I was texting with you and Will during the game, and and I was thinking someone else as well, and, and talking about like Florida State, like the defensive line was supposed to be dominant, and they played it in the, that, that way in the second half. And now you look at the ACC with Clemson struggling, like the, the Knowles, I think, are a legitimate uh, national title contender now for what we saw. And so, look, I mean, people talk about Johnny Wilson all the time. Keon Coleman is the best receiver on that team, and that was an absolute coup by uh, Mike Dorvell and his staff to get him in the portal of Tallahassee. All right, Chris Felica from the Bear Bets podcast at Fox and all things sports betting at Fox. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. You're welcome, guys. Enjoy, enjoy the happy hour. <laughs> Jason Weigart from Under a Cloud of Smoke on MLB Next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live from Bar Canada here at the D, downtown Las Vegas. Uh, nothing but football. Football on the show all day today. NFL first hour. We'll get some college football, both from Chris Valika, the Bear, from Fox Sports, and, of course, the analytics side of things with Dr. Bob. First, though, I, I really should say we bring in Kelly Bidlin because he and JBT have clearly frantically been texting all morning about your Canada FIBA loss. You okay? That was a tough beat, man. Yeah. Uh, I watched absolutely zero seconds of it because it was yeah. at 1.30 uh, tip time, uh, our time, Pacific time. Well, don't look now, but the USA is in trouble. They are, although they're cutting into the deficit. 86-80, uh, to 80, Germany leads 146 left in the third quarter. Kelly will have updates all morning long. The no, I don't care anymore. Canada went down. Let's yeah. go to NFL. NFL, baby. It begins, or it began, I should say, last night in earnest. Games that actually count. We're all super thankful that the NFL is here. That said, what an odd football game between the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs, rife with drops, rife with strange decisions, and it is the Lions who win it outright. As plus 180 dogs, 21 to 20 against the Kelsey-less and Chris Jones-less Kansas City Chiefs. You know, a lot of people going crazy in mainstream media. Oh, what an upset. This was unbelievable. It, it's a, they were a four-point dog in the end. Um, so, again, we'll, we'll talk to Matt Brown this hour. He's with us all hour long talking about uh, his takeaways from that game, his season-long bets, his bets this weekend. We have our bets uh, for this weekend in the NFL. We'll get to all of that. But first, last night as we do here on a numbers game, just sort of a recap of it. Um, game started three and out from Detroit, a six and out from Kansas City. The first sort of big moment in the game, scoreless game, looked like it was going to be a three and out again for the Lions, uh, but fourth and two at their own 17, Kelly, with 9.27 left in the first quarter. They snap it to the up man in punt formation, Jalen Reeves-Maben. 
He gets three yards, first down Lions, ballsy to begin the season, or at least on the second drive, from Dan Campbell, right off the top. What was funny was I, I, I jokingly called uh, called out, Dan Campbell's going to go for it here. And then he brought out the punt team, and I was like, okay, never mind. He's going to punt away. <laughs> and, then and, then the fake, and then the fake punt. Then they, the fake punt. They converted 10 plays later uh, as they matriculate the ball down the field. Goff to uh, Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown from nine out, seven to nothing. Lions, they draw first blood. 14 play, 91 yard drive, 1804. By the way, if you had Jameer Gibbs to score the first touchdown, you were not happy about this because the play before that, Jameer Gibbs, who looked like he was going to go untouched or end around. <laughs> Into the end zone, tripped over his own two feet. He fell he, to the he is such a uh, he is such a par, uh, a whole other story on his own of this game, and we'll get to that after the the lack of touches, just the lack of touches. Yeah. Yes, at least for most of that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Kansas City then goes thirteen plays, seventy five yards, five fifty six. Mahomes to Rasheed Rice, one yard touchdown pass. We're tied up at seven with eleven fifty left. Then Detroit. And this was the thing about the first half. I mean, just a, a quick reminder that most of this in the NFL really does come down to Plinko. The better you can identify the games that aren't, the better off you'll be. But most of them are. And this one, from a first half perspective, certainly was. Detroit drives all the way from the 25 to the Kansas City 17. But a snap over Jared Goff's head on first and 10 puts Detroit behind the sticks. Two plays later, third and 10 from the 17. Goff Marvin Jones Jr., Marvin Jones Jr. looks like the Lions are going to settle for a field goal, but Trent McDuffie jars it loose. Brian Cook recovers at the 7, and with 5.14 left, uh, first fumble of Marvin Jones' career, Kansas City has the football. We're still tied at 7. Um, Kansas City 3 and out. Detroit 3 and out. Kansas City starts at their own 18 with 2.02 left in the, first, in the first half. And remember, the spread here in the first half got down to 2.5 in favor of the Chiefs. Mahomes to Rice for 25. There's 154 left, but three plays later after a holding call, the entire first half ATS bet comes down to this play. Third and 17 at the KC 36 with 107 left. It's the play for the first half bet. Mahomes to Marquez Scantling for 34. Then Mahomes to Justin Watson for 26. Mahomes to Blake Bell from four out, just like that. 14 to 7 KC. And they get the ball first in the second half, leaving just 34 seconds left on the clock for Detroit to work with. Mahomes was 5 of 6 for 92 on that drive. And by the way, on that last 34 seconds, what bizarre clock management by the Lions. Um, everything short, everything over the middle, didn't really give it a go. Yeah. 14-7 Kansas City at the half if you had the Chiefs. What a Plinko first-half victory that was for you. Could have just as easily been a loss. Same thing for the Detroit side. I do have one other note here in the first half. Jawan Taylor has false-started the entire game. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was incredible that everybody in the world saw it except for the refs. Well, we once, Will Hill reminded me. I, w I once had Jeff Schwartz uh, from Fox on the, on the show, offensive lineman of nine, ten years in the NFL. Uh, and I said to him, it was some game where the right tackle was false starting every single game. I was like, does that drive you crazy? Is, is he, like, daring the ref to make the call? And Jeff Schwartz's response to me was, eh, what does it really matter? I'm like, I don't know, Jeff, you get two <laughs> steps where you can absorb the contact? I don't know, just off the top of my head. Didn't you play the game? Uh, third quarter, KC five and out to start things off. Remember, they had the two for one basically there. Right. Uh, but they don't take advantage. Detroit three and out. Then Kansas City third play, and this is where it, it just, you know, it starts to go haywire for the Chiefs. Third play, third and six from the Kansas City 46. Mahomes intended for Kadarius Toney right off of his hands. Picked off by rookie Brian, Brian Branch to the house. 50 yards were tied at 14 apiece. Then KC, despite some amazing footwork from Mahomes in the pocket, um, which is just, you know, sort of a nuanced part of this game. They go five and out. Detroit then, 
um, six plays. They got to punt it. And this was weird. And this is where the decision-making, right? It's already the drop passes we're going to talk about. We just did about Kadarius Toney uh, for the first time. But fourth and three at the Kansas City 40. 5.56 left in the third quarter. This, remember, after he was super aggressive, Dan Campbell, in the first half at his own 17 in a tie game, a scoreless game. They elect to punt yeah. fourth and three at the KC 40. Sweet punt, Dan. Sweet punt. But it was one of those Made that no the, sense. At the moment, you're like, hmm, is that going to beat Matt Patrick Mahomes? By the way, Greg Alman uh, tweeting out, Chiefs, uh, Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore combined for eight targets last night in their loss to the Lions, yielding one catch for one yard. It was rough. At least four drops between the two of them, three from Tony. Uh, Casey starts at, the own, at their own 10 after that punt. Uh, on the strength of a 41-yard P.I., uh, where they push Justin Watson off of his route. Chiefs then uh, fourth and two from the Detroit 17. Fourth and two from the Detroit 17. Again, tie game. They settle for a Harrison Butker 35-yard yeah. field goal just to go up to 17 to 14. We're talking late third quarter here. I, I felt I felt both coaches coached, coached the game scared. I, th I thought that Dan Campbell knew he was in the game with the Chiefs in Arrowhead and didn't want to blow it, so he didn't wasn't as aggressive as he could have been. And then I think the Chiefs were just trying to survive, super, survive and get out of there with a win. Super conservative, super inconsistent, yes. super super head scratching decisions. Uh, Detroit three and out uh, to span the third and the fourth, beginning of the fourth quarter. Then Casey spurred on by a big twenty five yard pickup by Noah Gray. They end up with a second and one from the Detroit twenty with 13.03 left, and you're like, okay, well, they're going to pile on here and go up two scores. No, the uh, the Lions stop a jet sweep for a one-yard loss, and they force an incompletion. They settle again for a Butker field goal from 39. It's 20-14, to 14, Casey. Those are the only six points that the Chiefs would end up scoring in the second half. Detroit then, and this is their biggest play of the game. This was the game changer. Third and 12 at their own 23. Remember, they're down six at this point. Goff to Josh Reynolds for 18 Four plays later, that kept the drive alive. Goff to Reynolds for 33, a lot of it yak. Two plays later, Montgomery in from eight out. 21-20 Detroit. That would ultimately be the final score. But the game wrapped up with a few drives. KC started with 7.06 left at their own 25. They had a three and out, a third and one at their own 34, where Blake Bell, that was the one where he, he you know, started under center, lined up under center. They, they did the sweep to Rice. The Lions were ready for it. Josh, uh, Josh Pascal got him for a three-yard loss. 5.07 left. Detroit got the ball back with a one-point lead. After a false start, Gibbs for 18. There's your guy, Jameer Gibbs. Four plays later, fourth and two at the KC 45 with 2.33 left. This time they go for it, trying to put the nail in the coffin, and Goff gets his pass batted down by Justin Reed, and you're like, same old Lions. Yep. Here we go. Yep. It's all going to end that way. But the final, final salvo for KC, they start with the ball, 2.30 left, down 21-20. All they need is a field goal to win. That won't get you the cover, and but a field goal to win. And we're all thinking the same thing. Oh, we're all I thinking mean, the same Mahomes thing. Mahomes got the ball. You got to go. is about 30 yards. Kick a field goal. Game's over. Mahomes, deep, open. Tony, straight drop. Ugh. Straight drop. And even Mahomes couldn't hide his frustration at this point. Then a holding penalty negated a big play to Sky Moore after two incomplete passes. Fourth and 20 at their own 35 with 2.09 left. They have all their timeouts left and the two-minute warning. And we're all thinking the same thing. Well, you punt here, right? You punt. You punt. Um, no, they're going for it, but the a false start. A false start and well, becomes fourth and 25. Now you obviously punt. With 2.09 left. Now you <laughs> obviously punt. We're all thinking the same thing. Now, of course, you punt the football. Nope. Nope. They decide to go for it. Um... Well, they've had reliable receivers all game, too. All game. You know what I mean? 
and Mahomes throws it past the sticks off the hands of Justin Watson. And that is Katie Barr the door after the uh, Lions get a first down on three runs by Montgomery. Ball game, 21-20 Detroit. Golf, 22 of 35 for 253. Montgomery, 21 for 74. Hope you played the uh, over rushing yards prop that I suggested yesterday. Reynolds, four for 80. St. Brown, six for 71. Mahomes, 21 of 39 for 226 in the loss. Two touchdowns, one pick. He was their leading rusher, the yeah. Chiefs' leading rusher, six yep. for 45. His first ever week one loss, the Chiefs were 0 for 7 on third down in the second half. Four dropped passes, three on third down, three by Tony himself. And we'll get into that last, that that fourth and 25 after the break, because I want to just talk about that briefly, because it was going around Twitter yesterday. Joe Pita and I were talking about what was the optimal play for the Kansas City Chiefs at that point. It's an interesting question. Yeah. But in the end, what's your what, what is your biggest takeaway? Is it that... You can't say anything about the Chiefs because they didn't have Kelsey and Jones, or or you think the Lions have solidified themselves as clearly no worse than the fourth best team in the NFC? I don't, th I don't think we should be overreacting about anything. Anything, yesterday. my anything my, my thing I, too. I, I, I was impressed with how Detroit looked on both in the trenches on both sides of the ball, but I, I think they were a little underwhelming too as a big division favorite in the NFC North. I think they could have played better. And look, the Chiefs have some problems they got to deal with, but I think the these. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. It was, uh, we're all thrilled to have football back. That was an odd football game. I thought it was a great last uh, last preseason game. It was a great yeah. fourth preseason game is what it was. It's exactly right. Oh, we don't do those anymore? That counted? Okay. We'll come back. Matt Brown on the game last night and everything week one. Numbers game. Visa, the sports betting network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to G.Bank. Slash V Sin. Matt, you have your uh, G Bank Visa card yet? You got that? Uh, application is oh. in, in the mail. <laughs> it's pending. Yeah. Pending. We'll Applications we'll in the mail. Credit check. We'll yeah. find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Applications. We, we get tweets at beating the books. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, Matt Brown here on a Friday morning. Trip Tepper. Another NFL game where the point spread didn't matter. Just pick the winner and you will likely get the cover too. It's actually 83% since 1978. Only 17% of games does the point spread end up mattering. In other words, uh, favorites win but don't cover. Just to follow VEASAN. Uh, we can play Name That Tune, got the blaring alarm, maybe add a wild goat or just some general livestock in the background for the trifecta today, perhaps? I'm a listener under any conditions, but get these guys some walls. That's Pump, pump, Pumping the Lenny Kravitz yeah, right now. Got a little Lenny going on. Got <laughs> a little Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick Olier. He says, the biggest takeaway I have from last night was that Patrick Mahomes, hey, someone won a jackpot behind you guys. Mazel tov. <laughs> Uh, X-Prime lets, lets us know, this is from Logan Lamorandier, that uh, Jameer Gibbs yesterday, six broken tackles rushing the football per PFF on just seven carries for uh, yards after contact, average of 4.86 yards for reference. DeAndre Swift had a total of 24 forced missed tackles uh, last year. Williams, Jamal Williams, that is, 30 all of last season. Jameer Gibbs was six of them last night yeah, alone. Yeah, ma ma makes sense, Gil. We only give the guy nine touches, yep. <laughs> no bitterness. No bitterness. And I loved the draft pick. We did, all did the dra draft shows together. I loved Gibbs going early. 12th, I liked the pick. 12th like, pick of the draft. 12th pick of the draft. Nine touches. 
What's uh, the plan here? Underdoggy one. Like that shirt today. What brand is that? Thanks, Ed. People ask me all the time about this shirt and brand, and I, and I have no response. I don't know that logo Cause, either. Because fashion stylist Deborah Song got it. Uh, and Jason, finally, at Sparty uh, KY, he says, I'm in a survivor pool. Oh, this is good. A little survivor pool reference because we don't have the uh, circa numbers yet because the deadline is until tomorrow. He says he's in a survivor pool with 24,890 entries. Whoa. 24,890 entries. 821 had the Chiefs. 821 had the Chiefs. So what's that? Boop, 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 boop. Was that 4%? Four percent of the pool. Yeah, some of those let you do the rebuy, right? Like, and so right. it, it was kind of like a no harm, no foul to That's play right. the game last night. That's right. And so, like, yeah, you could have strategized and actually gone the other direction if well, you wanted to and play the Lions. And it's kind of like, oh well, now yeah. I'm gonna leg up. Well, Steve Fezzik, I believe, now will join Survivor. His his whole strategy was, if all those he knows there's going to be a bunch of people out of Kansas City, and if all of them are out, he doesn't believe the rebuy will be that massive. Yeah. And so now he's actually playing. Because you got to do it in person. Advantage. And you got to do it in person. That's the other thing. You got to do right. it in person. That's so, right. Some, so, most people are like, I'm not flying back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All right. So the Jaguars is your favorite play of the week. What else did you bet? Yeah. So I have the under in the Titans Saints sitting at 42. Uh, listen, I'm not as high on this Saints team as a lot of people are. I know they're the favorite in the division by default, essentially. You have the best quarterback in the division by default because you got a, you got a rookie and you got some other guys that are trying to prove themselves that are going on here, and then, of course, Baker Mayfield. And, and I'm looking at this Saints team, and I'm like, hey, no Alvin Kamara here in week one. They got a pretty good defense, and I think that they'll be able to kind of stop what's going on on the Titans' side of things. Titans' offensive line, by the way, could be, when this is all said and done, the absolute worst offensive line we have seen on the in the NFL in quite a while. I mean, this is no talent whatsoever oh. on, this, on this team. And so I'm wondering how much success they're going to have moving the ball the way that they've moved the ball in years past, right, which is typically just turn around, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and let him do his thing. And I don't know if that's going to be the case. The DeAndre Hopkins stuff would have, would have made me feel better if he went to the Chiefs, if yeah. he went to yeah. the Bills, right, like, like somewhere where he didn't have to truly be a number one and then it could be like, oh, okay, that is a really awesome number two. And now now DeAndre Hopkins is your number two. That moves the meter for me. Now he goes to the Titans. He has to be the number one. And it's with Ryan Tannehill throwing in the ball. It's just something that doesn't really move the meter for me either. And so I don't think they score very much, but they have a pretty good defense too. So I think that they are could be kind of in this slog here with this Saints team when it's all said and done. I actually had this kind of in the mid-30s from a scoring perspective. So I really like this thing under 42. I don't think we're going to see very many points. Under 42. Any totals for you this week? No. No totals Not for you this week. Not a single total. I didn't play one yet. I didn't play one yet. The one I was going to bring up with you guys, thoughts on Broncos Raiders, because that was the other one I'm strong leaning under but haven't gotten to a bet yet. I'm told that's an elevation as well, uh, Matt. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you dig into that one, though? Yeah, I mean, so I don't think the Raiders are very good. I don't think they're very talented. <laughs> What's going on with this Chandler Jones thing? Yeah. Is he? Is oh, that he, is bizarre. Like, is he going to play? Is he not going to play with all of that? I, I have. I don't think they have. They're the outside chance team, I think, to challenge the Cardinals for a worse record if the Cardinals actually do decide to bring back Kyler Murray, which they shouldn't, but mm -hmm. if they do and he stumbles into a few wins, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders are actually the team that, that has the fewest amount of wins. I just don't know. This was a stay away for me altogether because I don't know exactly what we have in Russell Wilson at this point. Do we? Okay. Do, what, do you think it is 
do you think it is okay we should firmly blame the coaching regime regime last year and he's not washed do you think oh no he's actually fully washed or are we at a point where it's like He's just an aging quarterback who maybe isn't aging the, very well. The age curve is taking effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there's a there's no clear answer. Jo- Joe Pita came on this show last year before the season started and made the case that Russell Wilson was already significantly on the downside. That sort of manifested yeah. during the season. But do I think it can't be worse than last year? Yes. Me too. So part of that's the coaching, right? He wasn't helped up by that. Um, now, Sean Payton, regardless of this other stuff that he's on, where he's got to, like, criticize everything in the world, which, weren't you a scab in 1987? <laughs> like, how did you become this guy? You haven't won 10 Super Bowls. You've won one. Relax. Yeah. Uh, you know, telling Russell Wilson you can't be concerned with Russell Inc., I still think he'll coach him up to a point where he'll have a better season. Now, do I think that's a season-long thing? No. I think he'll... I think he'll be good. He'll be a little better early, and then I think the age—he's—he's he's getting older, and it's not working out well. His age curve. It, like I think we look at some of these guys, and we we often reference how Burrow and Herbert have ruined rookie quarterbacks, and yeah. how, yes. how we think about them. Like the Tom Brady thing, we just think that everybody can just play well into their mid to late thirties, and that just was not the case. Right. And very, like like very recently, that still was not the case. Like you started hitting 33, 34. Your skill set declined rapidly, and, you know, we're at that point with Russell Wilson. I think that Russell Wilson is just – he's getting older, and he's just probably not the same guy that we remember from three and four years ago, and it's probably only going to get worse, but I don't think he was as bad as we saw last year. If anyone can figure anything out, it would be Sean Payton, but no, i gotta, I got to see it to that, believe it. That's worth bringing up, though. You're right. Like, the, the notion that a 34-year-old quarterback would be on the downside of an age curve, you know, there's a, there's a whole generation now that's yeah. like, what are you talking about, 34? That's how it used to be. Yeah, that's, that's the how, how it used yeah. to be for sure. That's how it used to be. Uh, what, other, what other bets did you make? Though? Yeah, so first one that, everyone, that, that went into my account when, this, when all the lines even came out, I thought this was going to move. It didn't. It actually moved against me for a little while. I, I played the Eagles against the Patriots, and I know it's a favorite on Thank the road. Thank you very much. Kelly I, and I have had a difficulty with this because we're on the Eagles too, yeah. but everybody we bring on the show is on the Patriots. It is, it is by far are the best roster in the NFL, without question. Like, I mean, you, you look on both sides of the ball. PFF isn't the end-all, be-all, but certainly reference it a lot on the network here. You go in, and they color code guys, right? And so you can pull up the team, and, like, green is good, and dark green is better, and then blue means they're elite. And you pull it up, and everybody's green or blue. Like, the yeah. whole team is green or blue. It is they are, they are either good, great, or elite at their position, On both sides of the ball, they have the best offensive line in the NFL. That defensive line is going to be extremely good. They've got an awesome secondary. And the skill position players, how are you going to argue with what they've done there? I don't get it. I don't get the Patriots' love. And if you want to – let's play devil's advocate here. And this is some of the – well, it's this this defense has talent. Okay, I'll give you you the defense has talent. Sure, me too. Yes. Tell me how they then score and how they outscore the Eagles because you can't tell me that you think they're going to completely shut them down. That's yeah. not going to be the case. I, I asked the, I've asked the question many times, like, what's the, what's the offseason? We did this on the yeah. preview podcast that at beating the book. What's the, what's the preseason sentiment that you have trouble getting to that, that you've heard from most people? This is the week one sentiment that I've had the most yeah. trouble getting to. Like, a lo- Dr. Bob, who's coming on later talking college football, his only pick in the NFL this week is the Patriots plus the points. And I'm just sort of like, and he explained it was about coordinators yeah. being I get, the, I get the whole coordinators. The Eagles have two new ones. Uh, the Patriots just did something for Kachta yeah. completely. You know, for Kachta last year. Um, so I get that. But I'm with you. I'm like, the line I say is, by the middle of the second quarter, how many of you have the Patriots are going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot the, pa- the Eagles are like the greatest team yeah. going. Well, so so you're, you're going to tell me best case scenario they hold them to what, 23 points in this game? So, sure. So 
you're telling me that the Patriots are going to get to 20? I, I mean, th this Patriots offense is not any good. They have no talent. They have nobody out there. And if you're going to tell me, well, it was because the offensive coordinator situation last year, and here comes Bill O'Brien fresh out of the, the Nick Saban rehabilitation program, and he's going to, like, make everything better – I don't think that's the case. And maybe so later on. It, the Eagles defense is awesome. Like, this is like, the, their Eagles defense is great. And, and it's another thing, though, like, that you should expect that to take time. Like, yeah. we're going to see that manifest in week one. I'm just not buying it. Cut to a shot of us Monday morning, and it's the Patriots. <laughs> 38 <laughs> to 14. 38, the Eagles 14. More NFL. Uh, we'll see if Matt has any other bets, but really just uh, go through some games randomly and get his thoughts. Week one of the National Football League. It's a numbers game right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.